You're listening to KNBR, the only place with Golden State Warriors basketball. Now back to Gary and Larry. Got some dirty plays early. It's playoff basketball. That's all right. We own it. Make no mistake about it. We went up 3-1 playing hard, physical, clean basketball, not trying to hurt anybody. All right, Mark Jackson, uh, again, setting the mood here. But our next guest, uh, as a former general manager and now director of scouting, he selected Curry. He said, make the Boga trade. It'll work out in the long run. He said, get Harrison Barnes. Uh, he said, Monte's got to move to allow Steph Curry to blossom. He told Mark Jackson, Mark, get in the official's head and say that there's a conspiracy. He said, without, get rid of Marco Bellinelli and bring me Devin George. Without this man, the Warriors season would be over. Here is Larry Riley. Larry, congratulations on all the moves that worked. Well, thank you very much. It's... Uh... Are you going to accept all that? (laughs) Uh, I don't know what else we need to say. Maybe we can end this conversation. (laughs) No, go out on top. Hey, hey, you've been, uh, again, without, obviously everybody has great respect for Jackson and Mark Goss all his years playing and broadcasting. But as a guy who's, you know, been on the bench, been a general manager now, uh, you spend most of your adult life in, in pro basketball. Did you think George Carl would send somebody out to purposely try and hurt an opposing player? Probably not. Uh, I, I don't know that that uh, I don't know that that's what's really going on. I can't get inside somebody else's head. Um, I, I'm not sure that they would do something like that. Um, but you never know what's inside a player's head either. It, it, something could have happened like that that George Carl had nothing to do with. And so that that's one of those subjects that I think what we should do is play the game tonight yeah. <laughs> and move on from there. But no just question. for all your years in the locker room, just so people, because lots of times fans, you know, they think, oh, my gosh, they, they purposely tried to hurt a guy and their whole game plan was to hurt somebody. When you're in the locker room, have you ever been around, obviously you're not going to give a name, where somebody said go out and and try and hurt another player? I have not, and I I have not seen a situation where that was done, you know, maliciously or where you could say, okay, that was part of the game plan. Now, there's no question that you hear people say, take a hard foul. And, uh, but, but you hit somebody up high, uh, you, uh, you don't make it malicious. And when I say up high, I'm not talking about chop a guy's head off or something like that, but a hard foul has always been a part of the NBA game. I thought that that had dissipated some. And the reason that it got started was way back. And you guys will remember this when the Detroit Pistons were the bad boys, the doggone game got too physical. And, and uh, it was all about hard fouls, particularly in the playoffs. And I think the game has become much more of a finesse game. I don't think you see quite as much of it as you used to. And uh, I, I think it's still a part of the game. But uh, I was never in a locker room where that was said or where there was any intention of that. I was in locker rooms where it was said that, okay, take a hard foul. You know, yeah. if you – Follow somebody, make it count. Okay, one more on this, and we'll move on to other things. But tonight, we were, you know, going back and forth here on how the game is going to be played. If you were a betting man, do you think uh, that they'll come out and somebody's going to try and establish physical dominance? Or would you go the other way and say, all right, all that talk has made it 
These guys are smart enough to know the officials are going to be watching every move. It'll be a pretty clean game tonight. I think your second analysis is probably more what is going to happen, although at some point in the game, there'll probably be some barbs thrown back and forth, at least verbally, if not occasional, you know, two guys getting locked up. But that's, that's part of the normal game. I think we're going to see more of a normal game than to see something where somebody comes out and just tries to knock someone down or something like that. The good thing about our team is we won't back off. You know, Andrew Bogut, for example, won't let that happen. Landry's tough enough. Our guys are tough enough to handle that. And uh, I thought it was interesting that Andre Iguodala's comments were that we had been more physical than they were up until this last game. And uh, that that can be a good thing. So I think the game will be played at more of a normal type of thing, and I think that everybody is going to be on alert as far as the officials and the players. We're talking to Larry Riley, Warriors Director of Scouting, stopping by on the Ring Central guest line. Of course, Game 6 tonight at the Oracle. Larry, I wanted to ask you about Game 5. I, I, to me, I thought that the Warriors lost the game but maintained the momentum in the series. I mean, if they had been blown out in Game 5, then I think maybe you could argue that Denver had kind of regained the momentum. But that's not really the way it went down. The Warriors were down 22, battled back to, you know, five down inside the five-minute mark. And if a couple breaks go their way in the final few sequences, that game could have gone a different direction. What's your sense of where the who's got the momentum going into tonight's game? I think you're exactly right. I think had that game become a blowout where we got beat by, you know, 25 or 30, which it looked like that could happen, then I think the momentum would have swung. The fact that we got a comeback and the fact that we made a game out of it and absolutely, as you say, had a chance to win, there had to be some great things happen in order to win. But we were in the game, and I think that probably stopped a momentum shift I think as far as momentum is concerned, it's about even right now, but we're playing at home, and the Oracle crowd is, is the best crowd in the league. Everybody knows that, and it tends to bring you up a notch, and I didn't believe that. When we first came to uh, Golden State, and that was when Don Nelson was in his first year, and that We Believe team, I was actually naive enough to make the comment that at playoff time, it didn't matter where you were playing because all the crowds are crazy and everybody is into it. But after having gone through that season and the way that crowd was, uh, it was obvious to me this is a special place. Yeah. So we've got the home crowd. It doesn't guarantee a win. But I think the momentum, even though it's somewhat even, is slightly favored to our side. To simplify things, if Curry has another 15-point game, can you still win? It will be very difficult. That's why you asked that question. And uh, if that happens, then somebody other – I expect you're a jack to score. I expect Clay Thompson to score. You're going to get something from Carl Landry. But at the same time, if Curry has a 15-point game, then somebody else, whether it's Harrison Barnes or Bogut or somebody, has to give you a little bit more than what you expect. And, and that can happen. See, Bogut did that in, in one of the previous games where – particularly in the first half, he got off pretty well. What typically happens in these playoff games is somebody from each side steps up and there's a little bit of an unsuspecting individual who plays a little better than you might think. And when that happens, that can swing things a little bit. Like on the Denver side, uh, if, if, uh, if somebody like Brewer or Iguodala makes outside shots, that is a little bit uncommon, you know, more so than usual, that's going to change them. 
if Fareed, who can get to the board and rebound and get a lot of offensive putbacks, then that's going to change things. So there's usually a wild card. Hopefully there's one on each side, and if that happens, I think we're in a pretty good position. You know, Larry, you, uh, you, you know, a lot of people know you as a guy who worked hand-in-hand with Don Nelson, uh, both in Dallas and, and with the Warriors. I'm kind of wondering, going back to the draft where you guys drafted uh, Steph Curry seventh overall, obviously that was a phenomenal pick. I'm just kind of wondering, Nelly always impressed me as just a guy, yeah, he's got all the wins, but as a GM, man, he really had a great eye for talent. Dirk Nowitzki, uh, Spreewell in the 20s, Hardaway in the mid-first round. I mean, he really had a good eye for talent. How much did Nelly, in his opinion of Curry, impact your thinking on the player? Well, uh, Nelly, of course, does have a good record on drafts, and um he had a lot of good people around him, and I'm not taking any way, anything away from Nelly because he was smart enough to, to have some good people around him, had some good drafts when he was a GM. We picked Curry and handed everything over to Nelly and wanted him to look at it, and he did, as well as looking at other people, and Nelly just made that an easy draft. He just said, Ralph, if that's the guy you want, I can embrace that. Here's what he said to me, and I'll never forget it. He said, I see a little bit of Steve Nash in this kid. Wow. And uh, he's, uh, he's a little bit different than Nash because while Nash was such a great player, uh, I think Curry is, over his career, is going to be a better shooter than Nash. And, you know, and it, it's one of those things where Nash had all the assists. But so Nash is probably a little better assist guy. Curry, over the long haul, is probably going to be a better shooter. But Curry also makes some excellent passes, and he's growing into – when he was a rookie, he made some bad passes, <laughs> and, and he would throw the ball around a little bit. We see that a little bit. And if you're going to be a good player and you're going to have a lot of assists, you're going to throw some away. But Curry is putting the ball right on the money a lot of times to a lot of players. I don't know where it stands right now because I didn't look at the stats after last night's games, but I think it was after four games in this series, Curry was still the number one assist maker in the playoffs. Is that not correct, or have you guys looked at that? Larry, I believe, you, no, I believe you you're said right. it, it's true. We're not going to correct you, Larry. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, but by the way, you got any tickets you want to help uh, scalp tonight? Well, I kind of try to stay out of that business. It's not oh, just really a couple. We, we'll, we'll split it with you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, great to have you on, Larry. And again, congratulations. Good luck tonight, and thanks. Thank you. I hope to see you guys soon. Great. Sounds good. The great Larry Riley.